Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome in episode 88, What's Right with Nick Wright, the podcast and the YouTube show. By the way, I've been kind of pushing you guys to subscribe on YouTube on Mondays and Thursdays. We do our live show on YouTube at 1030 Eastern, and I do appreciate you guys subscribing there. We're trying to get to 100,000 subscribers uh, before New Year's, so DeMonte can get a bonus that I think he thinks I'm paying out, but I Blue Duck Media is going <laughs> to uh, cut him a check. The president of Blue Duck Media, the founder, by the way, is here in studio we might hear from him at some point during today's show. However, I, I checked our podcast, Apple, iTunes, Spotify, podcast rankings. Uh, we're plummeting. Oh, really? yeah, we're outside of the top 100. So go ahead and subscribe there as well. Really, I care more about the YouTube thing because I can see that and I can kind of compare it to other shows. But the podcast stuff would be good, too. Okay. Uh, speaking of needing cash bonuses, this is our gambling show. and. Earmuffs, kids. But this has been a goddamn travesty, Demonze. That's been great. I'm two and three every single week. I give you guys five picks. Here's how the gambling show works. We give you five picks. We put every other game into three different categories. Stay away, be careful, and perfectly priced. And every week, I this is what happens. I get two picks. Dead on right, no question about it. I get one pick way wrong. There's a game that is come, the, the spread's going to come down to the wire. I'm on the wrong side of it. And then I lose my lock of the week in the most heartbreaking fashion <laughs> imaginable. This week it was by a half point. I have lost the right move, otherwise known as the lock of the week, six consecutive shows. So let's show you last week's slate. We are now 15 and 20 on the season. A 5 and 0 week only gets us to plus, to 500. 500. However, we're 1 and 6 on the right move, which means we're 14 and 14 on regular picks and just horrifying on our locks. That that puts us down 7 units because unlike these other gambling shows, we include the VIG so we were five under 500 plus the VIG. So we're down seven units after seven weeks. Is that a disaster? No. Is it mortifying though? Yes. So let's discuss it. Last week, we have Detroit getting seven against Dallas. They're down four in the fourth quarter on the inch line. About to go up three, getting seven. Instead, they lose by 18 points. They fumble, never to score again. We have Jacksonville, minus three against the Giants. They have a lead with six minutes left, a four-point lead. They lose by six. Cleveland plus six against Baltimore went exactly the way we said it would. We told you that was a three-point game. Baltimore wins, line was too high. Seattle plus five and a half against the Chargers. We told you Seattle could win outright when just how we said 
And then the right move, Miami by six and a half or seven against Pittsburgh. They're up 16 to 10 after the first half and never score again. They win 16 to 10. DeMond's eight. I'm going to, uh, oh, that's a fun graphic they did. The little uh, Sonny in Philadelphia fella. I don't think the process is wrong. I truly don't. I I I understand right now that is hard to justify. Yeah. No kidding. But we, and to be, it is so frustrating. We have done seven weeks of shows. We have one, three, and two week. And six, two, and three weeks. All just blah. Just mediocre. Just mediocre, which is the only thing you don't want to be in this format. You and I, I mocked Victor last week. I'm like, oh, he went 0 for 5. I think he went 3 and 2 this week. I know my process is sound. I know I've been on the unlucky side of some things. And I know. What's going to happen this week? I already know it. Because you guys held a little intervention with me on Monday saying I can't bet the Jags anymore. Yep. And I committed to you guys I would take a break from the Jags. However. However, that's scary. Well, this might be the last chance human civilization gets to bet against Nathaniel Hackett as an NFL head coach. This could be Hackett's last stand across the pond in London. I it The Jags are laying less than a field goal. I could start my Sunday off with a glorious victory and get rolling from there. But you guys have banned me from betting the Jaguars. So let me tell you something right now. I I will keep my commitment because I am a man of my word and I will not include the Jaguars in my picks. But they are in my picks in my heart. Well, yeah, I think you actually banned yourself. No, no. I don't think we told you. You you guys made me do it. You held a stupid little intervention on Monday's show. And now I'm going to be hate watching that game when the Broncos with Russell Wilson on half a hamstring and... As the corniest guy in the history of professional sports, it loses to the Jaguars 24 to 9. But we have picks to give out. Here they are. We have five picks for the week. We are starting with Las Vegas minus one and a half at New Orleans. I think the Raiders are a good team. Yeah. I think the Raiders are, despite their record of two and four, have They obviously have the better quarterback in this matchup. Everyone has the better coach than Dennis Allen, who's a bottom five winning percentage coach in the history of the NFL. They also have had some, they had some awful, awful luck early in the season. And I think you saw them this past weekend, not even play their best game. Now, granted it was against Houston, but they won that game by 18 points. Yeah. So thus far on the season, Week one for the Raiders, Chargers game, they have the ball in the waning moments, down five, Carr throws a pick. The Arizona game was an all-time epic collapse. They lose in overtime. They're up 16 in the fourth quarter. Tennessee, they lose on a failed two-point conversion. Kansas City, they're up 17-0. Then Chiefs charge all the way back. Devontae Adams doesn't get his feet in bounds. They lose by one. 
and then they blow out Houston. New Orleans, on the other hand, I believe stinks. New Orleans is two and five. Their victories have come. They have week one, they were getting crushed by Atlanta. They stormed back and won. Week five, they played Seattle, a Seattle team. They tried to blow that game despite being up 31 to 20, I think, 31 19 in that game. Seattle stormed all the way back themselves. New Orleans then came back and won at the very last in the waning moments. I know it's a road dog, but it's a road dog of less than a field goal. The question here truly is, who do you think is going to win? I also think low-key thus far this season, Josh Jacobs has been arguably the best running back in football. It's a contract year. I think they're going to run all over the Saints. I like the Raiders to win this game outright, obviously, since I'm laying the point and a half. I think it's 27-20 Las Vegas. That's a win. How do you feel okay about that one? How are you feeling about that? I one? like the logic behind that one. I get it. Uh, I definitely don't have any faith in New Orleans. So no, New or- listen. New Orleans can tell itself, "Oh, we're a game out of first place because the division's so crummy," but they're not good. And it's not only that they're. I mentioned how they've the their only two wins. Their losses have been they they haven't been blown out, but they just lost this past Thursday to Arizona, an Arizona team that was in total disarray, and they were down 18 in that game. They And by the way, additionally, I'm going to say, the one thing I don't love about this game, New Orleans does have the extended week because they played on Thursday. Right. So that's not ideal. Uh, the, against, the, against the Bengals in that game, they seemingly were in control against the Bengals team that was trying to turn it around, and then they collapsed down the stretch against the Bengals. They lost to Carolina when Baker was still starting. Team's a mess. So I like since I like Las Vegas in this game. All right, next. Minnesota laying three and a half against Arizona. This is purely a fade Cliff and Kyler game coming off a win. I don't love that Arizona has the extra rest, and I don't love the half point. But Minnesota's six and one, and they they know with the way Green Bay is. Go ahead. Minnesota six and one. Kirk and Cousins is Kirk and Cousins. Kirk and Cousins. Kirk Cousins. Try that again. Two and five against the spread after a bye week. It's not a great number. Is that true? That's true. Kirk and Cousins. That's a piece of information that I was unaware of. Arizona's on extended rest. You can retreat. It's a half point more than I would like. You know what? You Gonna know throw what? The Jags picking there. I promise <laughs> I wouldn't. But there's a different game that I was thinking about. You know what? We're gonna do something we've never done. This is how we're gonna break out of this two and three muck. Okay. I'm gonna listen to you. Two and five, Kirk Cousins after a bye. I was unaware. I I didn't love the fact that it was three and a half. You know what? Revoked. Off the board, okay. not doing it. Instead, let's go with a team whose quarterback we believe in, the anti-Russell Wilson, the coolest Seahawks. quarterback in the league. Yeah. Nope, not the oh. Seahawks. Cincinnati. Okay, They're also laying three and a half. They happen to be on the road against Cleveland. We don't love road dogs of more than a field goal in divisional games. However, Cleveland knows their season's over. They, they know it's done for them. 
Cincinnati, on the other hand, understands now exactly who and what they need to be. Stop trying to be an under center team. Stop trying to establish the run. Have Burrow chuck it around the field to Jamar Chase. And T. Higgins, that's their offense. They could have scored 60 points against Atlanta this past week. So Cincinnati, after that bad start, what we have seen from Cincinnati is they beat down the Jets. They put it on Miami. They beat New Orleans, who we mentioned. They annihilated Atlanta. And they lost to Baltimore on a field goal at the gun. Cleveland, on the other hand, which is so screwed with the schedule they have coming up. Cleveland still, by the way, after Cincinnati, they have the bye week. At their first three after the bye, at Miami, at Buffalo, home for Tampa. Then a couple weeks later, they're at Cincinnati and then home for Baltimore. Cleveland's going to be done before Deshaun gets back. I think the players know it. I think Cleveland under, I think they're going to be looking ahead to the bye week. Cleveland, after their somewhat surprising start when they could have been 3 and 0, remember they blew that Jets game. Yep. They lost to Atlanta. They lost to the Chargers. They got blown out by the Patriots. And last week they lost to Baltimore. Cincinnati throwing all over that Cleveland secondary, which has never quite gotten it right despite investing a lot of draft capital, including a top five pick in that secondary a few years ago. Cincinnati, it's a pivot, a mid-show pivot. Appreciate the info, son. There, gotcha. I didn't know that stupid Kirk Cousins number. Also, DVOA, which is kind of the like the nerdy football analysis, the find value over average, I think is what it is. Doesn't love Cincinnati. It doesn't love Minnesota at all. I didn't love that we were laying three and a half. Cincinnati minus three and a half is the pivot. Next. Washington getting two and a half at Indy. The logic here is very simple. How so? Sam Ellinger is not an NFL quarterback. She's not. And, and I'm getting points. Sam Ellinger is favored in an NFL game. It should flatly never happen. Indy, on the other hand, we thought all year the story was with Indy, and now I'm I'm pivoting off Indy from preseason. You guys know how much I like that team, but it's okay for me to pivot off them because they're pivoting off themselves. They've announced that Matt Ryan's done well, for the season, that, that Sam Ellinger's going to be their new starting quarterback. Jonathan Taylor, who had famously never missed a practice in, in college or high school, has been banged up this year, and it's showing up. Week one of the season, Jonathan Taylor had 161 yards rushing against Houston. He was awesome in that football game. He had 161 and a touchdown. Since then, he's played four games. He has 225 yards total and zero touchdowns. So you have Sam Ellinger at quarterback, which is cartoonish. Cartoonish. Yeah. You have a running back who is the whole team is based around who hasn't been great. You have Washington, on the other hand, who I believe Heineke is an upgrade over Carson Wentz. Washington. You think they're still riding that high from Green Bay? Well, and they won the previous week against Chicago. The week before that, they were super competitive against Tennessee. Lose, you know, they had a second half lead in that game. They end up losing by four. They have been blown out twice this year by Philly and Dallas. They beat those frisky Jags in week one. Don't forget about that. I 
I just flatly don't think Sam Ellinger should be a favorite. So I'm getting points with Washington, and that's, to me, a must bet. You seem skeptical. What's the problem here? You I talked just, me out of one pick earlier. I mean, the... What? I don't Go know ahead. what this this newfound love for Washington is. It's not have. love for Washington. It's fading. It is saying, you know what? I, I, I don't like your lack of confidence in my picks. It hey, is saying <laughs> that Indy should not be a favorite. They're, the, the, they have uh, abandoned Matt Ryan, not like Matt Ryan was good. They are, their coach is on the hot seat. Their owner's giving out quotes about, uh, oh, that's the other thing. Oh, I didn't even think about that. I feel better about this pick now. Dan Snyder is one of the worst people in professional sports. With that said, Dan Snyder revenge game, little owner battle here. Jim Ursay called, talked all this trash about Dan Snyder. Dan Snyder owns Washington. Jim Ursay owns the Colts. And I'm sure Dan Snyder's bad of a guy as he is. He's like, wait, who talked trash about me? Because Jim Ursay once upon a time, uh, I'm going to say allegedly here, even though this definitely happened just because I don't have all the details exactly right. Jim Ursay once upon a time was pulled a few years ago was pulled over by the cops, had a sack of $30,000 cash and a bunch of pills. Everyone's like, ah, look at this rapscallion. Wow. Now, he has since turned his life around, and I think he's gotten sober, and he's done a lot of good things. But I'm sure Dan Snyder's like, this is the guy talking trash to me? Dan, nobody's going to have this take, because everybody hates Dan Snyder. Dan Snyder revenge game, Washington plus two and a half. You know what this feels like? Vegas minus one and a half, Cincinnati minus two and a half. And Washington plus uh, Cincinnati minus three and a half, pardon me, and Washington plus two and a half. You does know what it, that feels and it, smells like? Does it feel like three and oh? Feels like three and oh. Okay. Next one. San Francisco minus a point and a half at the Rams. This one's obvious and easy. And I would say I'm going to make this the lock of the week if I felt like that mattered at all. Instead, I should probably just throw a dart. The thing is this. The Niners' defense was banged up two weeks ago when they lost to Atlanta, and last week they played the greatest player in the history of the league and got embarrassed by him. Now they are playing a broken offensive line. They're on the road, but not really. They will have more fans at SoFi, more Niner fans than the Rams will. It is a get-right game against the Rams' offensive line. San Francisco, it is, I think, a must-win spot for them. Now. It is, I will admit, the Rams coming off the bye, which I don't love. But do I think San Francisco, with a full week to get McCaffrey uh, into the offense, that's the other thing. He was he made a bit of an impact in that Chiefs game nice. early, despite game. only being there for 48 hours. Right. Now he has a full week. They've lost back-to-back games. They are desperate. This is, you know, the McVay, or Shanahan has historically owned McVay with the exception, I think, yeah, with the exception of the NFC Championship game uh, last year right. when McVay finally got him. I think he had lost seven straight. Uh, McVay had lost seven straight to Shanahan prior to that. San Francisco, Jimmy G makes brutal decisions, but rarely has consecutive horrifying games. So he had a bad game against the Chiefs. He had a mediocre game against Atlanta. I think it's a Jimmy G bounce back game. I think that it's a Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, George Kittle game. The Niners are finally getting healthy. For all those reasons, the Niners 
plus, minus a point and a half at the Rams. I love that side. I love that side. Love it. Last one. And this is very simple and very straightforward. I do not think the Packers are good. This this is a bad, that one's kind of crazy. What's going on? I'm sorry. Okay, well, let me explain. I don't <laughs> think the Packers are good, and I don't think Aaron Rodgers is playing well. With that said, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers getting 11 and a half points is a must bet. I, did look, I looked at it wrong. Okay. Aaron, I understand they're in Buffalo. I know the Bills are the three-time defending Super Bowl champs with the five-time MVP at quarterback. I understand all of them. However, 11 and a half points is wild. Yeah. It is a wild number, and it's just... Some people have a strategy of if a line is ever more than 10, they're betting the dog. Usually when that happens, you are betting on a terrible quarterback or a rookie quarterback. Instead, (laughs) it's Aaron Rodgers. Right. Who I... Listen... I don't like how he's played this year. I don't like how he's handled a lot of things. And I understand the Bills are coming off a bye. I wonder, however, if with the way they were rolling, if that bye is as helpful as it would be to other teams, if they want to just keep going. The Packers are totally desperate. And Aaron, I think, even if they're down 17, is going to keep chucking the ball around in order to try to up his numbers. It's just too many points. Yeah. Green Bay, do is there a world where Green Bay wins this game? There is. Rodgers has a throwback game the last year. Josh Allen makes a couple mistakes where it's one of those games where the Bills are 8 of 11 on third down. They're moving the ball up and down the field, but they have red zone turnovers like they did against Miami. That's on the board. There is certainly a world that exists where this final score of this game is 27-17, and I cover. It's just too many points. Green Bay plus 11 and a half. So there are five picks this week. Vegas minus one and a half. The pivot to Cincinnati minus three and a half. Uh, Washington plus two and a half. Green Bay plus 11 and a half. And San Francisco minus a point and a half. We now have the rest of the slate to get into. Stayaways, be carefuls, and perfectly priced. We'll do that next. What's right? Just start doing like a little prayer. Okay, stop yeah. insulting. <laughs> Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. All right, welcome back in. What's right? Nick Wright, episode 88, our week eight NFL gambling show. The week we go 5-0, we get to 500 on the season, and we take off like a phoenix rising from the ashes. Yep. That's what we do. Listen, that's going to happen. There's going to be a team th- 15 and 20, which is what we are in the year, is the exact same percentage-wise as being three and four. Right. I just want to tell America something real quick. Here are the three and four teams currently in the NFL. In the NFC, Washington, take them out. San Francisco, Arizona, Green Bay, Tampa, 
Atlanta. One of those five teams is going to catch fire yep. second half of the season. In the AFC, three and four teams. Oh, there are none except for New England. New England's not. So we're going to be like, I don't know if it's the Tampa Bay Bucks, If it's, it's definitely not the Cardinals. Yeah, it's Maybe not them. the Cardinals. We're going to be, you know, we're mediocre through seven weeks. And then all of a sudden, have they won six out of seven of their last, if they won six out of their last seven games, are they, are they potentially going to be the two seed? That's going to be us. Okay. I think it's going to be San Francisco, by the way, in the NFL. Yeah. And I think it's going to be us on the picks. We are 15 and 20. In seven weeks, we'll have picked another 35 games. If we go, you know what? We're shooting for 25 and 10. We're shooting for a big number. Okay. 25 and 10, which would put us at a nice, tidy 40 and 30 going into the home stretch. 40 and 30 is, is great. Yeah. It's super profitable. 25 and 10. You know what? Add that. We're going to keep our year-long standings, but I would like additional supplemental standings of this point forward as we shoot for 25 and 10, okay? Well, I don't know what you're laughing about. No, I'm just, I'm really happy for you. I think because I, I feel like it's, I'm not, I'm not scrutinizing or patronizing you right now. Good pivot. Yeah. Good pivot from scrutinize to patronize. No, yeah. no, no. I appreciate that. Um, all right. Stay aways. Jags versus Denver. Denver giving two and a half in line. I want to tell you. There we go. Oh, well, here's all of them. Jags versus Denver in London. New England versus the Jets. Miami against Detroit. Okay. Let's start with Jags versus Denver. Is there something you want first to say? First off, yeah. I'm really glad to see that they were the first on there. Yeah. I'm really glad to see you walking away from them. I know the prince that wasn't profitable is very hard to walk away from, but you did it. You always tell me when you're proud of me. I want to take this opportunity to tell you that how proud of you that I am. Okay. Which I am. Good job. Okay. That was patronizing. <laughs> uh, second of all, I don't like that I'm not betting this. I can kind of tell. I think it's a really good side, and it's really going to make me mad. Now I am in, I'm in this spot that you've been in now that you've started to dip your toe into gambling, which is no matter what happens in this game, I'm sad. Because, in fact, you know what? There is one result. That would not make me sad. Denver blowing the Jags out? No, that would oh. make me very sad because the prince that was promised needs to start delivering. So if Denver wins, I'm sad. If Jacksonville wins, I'm oh. angry that I didn't bet it. So the one result is a Jags win by one or two points. A Jags win in London where they win the game, but they don't cover. But let me tell you this, America. Yeah, I know I'm supposed to be explaining why this is a stay away. It's only a stay away because I've been bullied into it. <laughs> Russell Wilson is doing high knees and jogging on the team plane on the flight to London. All the more reason to be fearful. It, it, Nathaniel Hackett's coaching for his job. The Jags, do you realize the Jags have the 10th best point differential in the entire NFL? And the nine teams with a better point differential than them are 45 and 15 and the Jags are two and five, but whatever. It's a stay away. You don't need to spend more time talking about the Jags, even though I'm very upset. New England at the Jets. The Jets are getting two and a half points. All right, this is a stay away purely because this is such an absurd line. 
and everyone in the world is rightfully going to be betting the Jets. The Patriots are starting the worst of their two quarterbacks in Mac Jones. They're on the road. They're coming off a mortifying loss. They're on a short week. The Jets are 5-2, and two, and New England is favored. It makes so little sense. <laughs> it's so ridiculous that you just have to stay away because this is going to be a game where 90% of the money is on the Jets. So the, I almost should put it in the be careful category. That's really what the be careful category is there for. However, the reason I'm putting it in the stayaways is because I do understand the logic for the Patriots, which is Zach Wilson. Sorry, Gabe. Zach Wilson has not been good. The, the team's been good. He has not been good. They've been leaning on Brees Hall, and he just blew out his knee, unfortunately. So I understand the logic of the Patriots being favored, but everyone's going to be on the Jets. Last one, Miami at Detroit. Miami favored by three and a half on the road in Detroit. This is a stay away to me purely because I don't know what Miami's offense is going to look like with Tua post-concussion. They escaped with a win. We saw this past, what was it, Thursday when they played? Yeah, it was Thursday night no. against Pittsburgh. They escaped with a win. But Tua could have thrown a hat trick of interceptions. And I they, they seem to be very ineffective offensively after that first drive. I need to see more from Tua post-concussion before I can lay more than a field goal with Miami on the road. Well, they are 4-0 and with their starting quarterback. No, I get that. And I think they're going to win. But laying three and a half against a totally desperate Detroit team that I do believe is better than its, it's record suggests. I understand, but it's stay away. To me, that's stay away. All right, next category. Be careful. These are games where I am certain everyone is going to be on one side of them. So the three games in the be careful category are Baltimore at Tampa, which will have already happened, so we'll do that briefly, Carolina, Atlanta, and Tennessee at Houston. All right. Atlanta only laying four and a half. Or no, we'll start with Baltimore at Tampa. Pardon me. Baltimore at Tampa, the game will have already happened. My guess is everyone is going to be on Baltimore getting points. I think Tampa with Brady's poor play, how bad they've looked recently, scoring three points this past week. I, I think the whole world is going to be on Baltimore. Tampa's in a desperate spot. The Baltimore secondary greatly concerns me. Lamar's play the last month greatly concerns me. For all those reasons, I think you stay away from it. Atlanta only laying four and a half, pardon me, against Carolina is a trap. Atlanta is six and one against the spread. They they have played poor, they have played one bad game all year. Everyone is going to say, why is Atlanta not favored by six and a half? Why is Atlanta not favored by seven? Carolina is starting a a fringe NFL quarterback. He went into the season their third string quarterback. Carolina won their version of the Super Bowl last week with the massive upset. I do not think that, I don't think anyone's going to be on Carolina. I would be on Atlanta. I think Atlanta's a fine team. I think that this is going to be another game where 85% of the public money is on Atlanta. So be, I can't tell you in good conscience, go out and bet Carolina, 
but be very careful if you're thinking about betting Atlanta. Go ahead. If Carolina lost to Tampa last week, wouldn't the spread be Atlanta by 10? Is this not a steal? So that's what I think everyone's going to feel like. That's exactly, that's kind I agree with what you're saying and I understand it. And I don't think it'd be Atlanta by 10, but I think it would have been Atlanta by seven. Right. That maybe gets pushed up to seven and a half. The fact that it's four and a half seems like they are daring you to bet the Falcons. They're at home, barely favored by more than a field goal against a team that might be the worst team in the league that's just traded away its best player. Be careful. And then the last one, this line looked like a mistake. Tennessee only laying two against Houston. I, I don't know who, if you are betting Houston in this spot, you're basically saying you think they can, they'll win the game. I mean, maybe you're saying that you think they'll lose by one and you'll win that way. But the Tennessee was the one seed last year. Derrick Henry's rounding back into form. They have done very well against Houston since Vrabel's been there. The fact that it's only two, everyone is going to be on Tennessee minus two. So be careful. I would just, I, I, and here's one other thing. Houston got blown out again this past week. And I'm going to say this for folks in survivor pools. And we're going to talk survivor later in the show. Careful with Houston. In that. Houston is going to, there's going, Houston is going to do to a good team what the Colts did to the Chiefs, which is the team takes them lightly, doesn't, you know what I mean? He's like, okay, this is, you know, one of our easier games of the year. There's a couple bad luck moments, and all of a sudden it's like, wait, Houston has a chance to win in the final moments. It, it, I would have thought if we were guessing the lines on this game, I would have said it's Tennessee minus six. In Houston, instead, it's minus two. Be careful. Go ahead. Right, so Tannehill was in a walking boot last week. Yeah. Do you like them if Malik Willis well, plays? Well, there you go. There's another reason to be careful. Uh, I mean, we know nothing. I think Malik Willis might be good one day. We know nothing about him. Just be careful on this game. And then lastly, our perfectly priced category, three games. We have the Giants at the Seahawks, Chicago at Dallas, and Pittsburgh at Philadelphia. All be quick here. The Giants going all the way across the country against a team who, despite having a worse record than them, is a similar quality. That It should be a field goal line. These two teams are equivalent teams. That's perfectly priced. What's you up? refuse to believe in the Giants. They're, they're dogs in this game, and they're 6-1. and one. Yeah, I don't really care about their record. Sorry. Doesn't they, matter. they have trailed in the fourth quarter in every single game this year. How about that? They're 6-1. and one. They have trailed in the fourth quarter in every game they've played. But it's just perfectly priced. Well, I'm not. No. I'm not saying to pick either side. I'm saying Seattle minus three is the right number. Chicago's at Dallas. Dallas favored by nine and a half. That is the right number. I don't think. I think this is a two score win by Dallas. I don't think Dallas's offense, however, is good enough for you to confidently say they're going to win by fourteen. I think Chicago, uh, another team on a short week, by the way, short-ish week, playing on Monday. Chicago on the road against any good teams has to be laying more than a touchdown. So Dallas minus nine and a half is the right number. And then Pittsburgh at Philly, Philly laying 10 and a half, same thing. I wouldn't, I listen, Tomlin has shown the ability to stand up and get his team ready to go against the best teams. 
And so I wouldn't feel comfortable laying the 10 and a half, especially with Philadelphia not being great in the second half so far this year. However, Philly's undefeated. They have been dominant in the first half of games, and they're coming off a bye. Ten and a half to me is just the right number. Chicago, Dallas, or Pittsburgh, Philly. These are in Pittsburgh, in Philly. These mm-hmm. are great teaser candidates. Uh, well, maybe. I mean, you'd have to do a 10-point teaser, though. So you'd need a third team because you can't do a seven-point teaser. You can, but it'd be dumb to do a seven-point teaser on a ten and a half point line because you want to get it through the three. You know what I mean? So if you're going to tease a team down, you want to be getting them through all the key numbers, seven, six, and three. So nine and a half is a great seven-point teaser candidate. Right. You tease them from nine and a half to two and a half. Ten and a half is not a great teaser candidate at all, really, because you're only teasing them down to the three and a half, so you're not getting enough value. So there is there's one teaser this week I kind of like. We'll discuss that. We have a very interesting survivor situation. I apologize for the New England pick I gave you guys in Survivor this past week, but we have to discuss the survivor situation in a moment. We'll do that. I'll reveal my lock of the week where I've lost six straight. We'll do all that as we wrap the gambling show next. Warmer, sunnier days are approaching, so fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Factor will help you meet your wellness goals just in time for summer, thanks to a vast menu of chef-crafted, never-frozen meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. These fresh meals are ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. Variety? They have that. Factor has 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. Working on wellness goals? Factor has you covered with dietitian approved meals and ingredients you can trust. How do they taste? They're delicious. From breakfast to dessert, stay fueled with easy, nutritious, and delicious options. What about quality? Each Factor meal is restaurant quality with premium ingredients like filet mignon, blackened salmon, and shrimp. So start spending less time in the kitchen now because you don't have to shop, prep, cook, or clean up. Make today the day you kickstart a new healthy routine. What are you waiting for? Head to factormeals.com slash nickwright50 and use code nickwright50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code nickwright50 at factormeals.com slash nickwright50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. All right, welcome back in. Final segment, What's Right, Nick Wright, episode 88, our week eight gambling show. So our five picks this week is Vegas minus one and a half at New Orleans, or Cincinnati minus three and a half at Cleveland, San Francisco minus one and a half at the Rams, Washington plus two and a half at Indy, and Green Bay plus 11 and a half at Buffalo. We have are on five road teams, three road favorites. And now's the time for the right move, our lock of the week. We've lost six in a row. Demonte Pickett. I've never given you this responsibility, but I got to change the juju. Pick the lock of the week. Of those five. You can pick from those five. Pick it. Just your gut gut reaction. Go. All right. What is it? 
What we're is going, it? We're going with Green Bay. Oh, that's not the one I had gone with, but you know what? That's probably good. Green Bay catching 11 and a half. Sunday night football, our lock of the week. All right, Survivor, we've now lost two Survivor picks, so we can't give them out to you guys the rest of the year. I do have an announcement to make, however. I'm in a Survivor pool that the year started with, I've told you guys about it, 21,000 people in it. I bought 20 entries. I have one entry left. There are 118 people left in this pool. It is now, I have created a full, I showed Demonze, like document, yeah. planning out the rest of the year. Made a whole rundown. I did. This is a very, very, very exciting thing, and I will keep you guys posted on it, but I'm not. Some of the people in that pool watch this podcast. So now I am putting myself ahead of the audience. I'm not giving out any more Survivor picks. <laughs> I'm not. Because I can't let them know what I'm doing once we get down to 50 people. How about I give them a Survivor? How about I do the lock of the week and the Survivor? All right, what's your Survivor pick? Uh, team, you got to do it quick, man. The Survivor's uh, San Francisco, the Rams. Okay, that's a terrible Survivor pick. I mean, right. it's really awful. Jeez, dude. Well, I, it's not because it's they're not going to win. I think they're going to win. America, don't use the Niners this week. But the whole idea of survivors, you only use a team once. So you want to use a team. You're kind of screwing my whole process up here. I okay. was obviously trying to give bad info for those guys. Oh. See? Now I okay. had to reveal the plot. Okay. You know what? Fair enough. Uh, there is one teaser I like this week as far as exotics go. I, By the way, I'm not going to place this. And, well, I guess it doesn't matter because the teaser, you guys, by the time you hear this, it's too late. So there's one teaser this week. That makes sense. It's teasing Baltimore from plus one and a half to plus seven and a half and pairing them with the Jets, teasing them plus two and a half to plus eight and a half. It's good teaser value there. And do you think the Bucks or the uh, Patriots are going to be able to win either one of those games by two scores? I do not. That would be the one teaser I like this week. And then, Demonze, you've got an offer, I think. Yes, I call this one the Prince and the King. Okay. You'd be betting the Lakers to lose their next three games. They play Minnesota, Denver, and New Orleans before our next show. But the Jaguar and, and but the Jaguars to cover minus two and a half in London against Denver to heal your broken heart. That is plus six twenty. Are we taking it? I'm thinking. I'm right here. Sorry. The Lakers lose their next three games. We're taking it. That way I got some action on Trevor Lawrence. I, I, I just I just need, I just need a fix. little action on Trevor Lawrence. Good job. Plus 620. We're taking it. Appreciate that. We'll talk to you guys on Monday with episode 89. Recapping, I'm sure, a 5-0 and a week. Yep. And a Trevor Lawrence kicking ass in London. Maybe get, they might be calling him Sir Trevor Lawrence after this week. We'll talk to you guys then. Bye. <laughs>